You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. It's Friday. It's a Mm. big echo. That was was draining it low. Yeah, getting down low, low, low. Uh, By the way, this is the new cup that I got you. This is the one you're getting. Awesome. I had to use it today. I forgot to bring another one, so I'm using your new cup. Awesome. It's really nice. It's got it's got a nice screw in lid. It's got the the lid screws right in tight. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see what it says on there? See what it says? Tim Hortons. Yeah, I got you Tim Hortons one. So you can think of me every time you have your tea in your coffee cup. Yes. And I can think of Tim Hortons go. (laughs) It's not just Tim Hortons. It's it's just the coffee you don't like. You like their donuts? That is right. I try not to. Yeah, I know, but there's a huge temptation there. They're so good. They have the best, apple like donut holes. The Timbits, they're the Tim best bits. at Tim Hortons yeah. than any other place. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, no question. I got to give you that one. So because yeah, I, I was I, sitting um, and trying to make a good judgment, and so I ate four <laughs> dozen at one one place. Then I went over to Tim Hortons and ate yep. five dozen there, and then had to yeah. compare over to. Uh, uh, you know, Krispy uh, Kreme, and I had to oh. try to, you know, get another three yeah. dozen there. So I, yeah. I, I may have to try to do that again, just to be Let sure. me exhort you to go to the doctor because your heart's going to explode. <laughs> 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 Speaking of heart exploding, I, I don't even think I even told you that I, I really had to get serious about some weight loss. And I've, I've lost, over the last couple of weeks, I'm down about six pounds. Awesome. Um, I got to get serious because my blood pressure is like really high. I um, thought that's one, what you had said. Yeah, 150, 148, you know, the Not higher good, number. man. Lower Not numbers good. like in the 90s, I know. So I got to lose weight. No I can salt, never remember which is salt. systolic and which is diastolic and what they even mean. So Yeah, yeah. One's the blood in, one's the blood out. That's all I know. And so... So I went to the doctor, and he goes, yeah, we better run some tests, get some blood work done. He says, you know, cut out the salt, lose some weight. That doesn't work. We'll put you on the little pill. And I'm like, I don't want to take any medication. I'm sick of it. So I got to get serious. So good. let me encourage you. Yeah. So I haven't had a donut in so long. Oh, I haven't had a Lay's barbecue potato chip in weeks. Wow. Weeks. Good. I'm glad to know that. I haven't had an Oreo cookie. (laughs) In weeks, I'm glad. I'm dying to know over here. That. I'm yeah, glad to thanks. know that. Yeah, I thanks. Think I may come to camp bearing gifts. <laughs> <laughs> well, those gifts will be going in the trunk of my car for at least a year. <laughs> they stay fresh a very long time. Go ahead, that'd be great. <laughs> I'll bring the Tim bits from Canada. You bring the uh, Lay's barbecue. Oh man, it's sad. It's just sad. So. Well, it's Friday, and uh, we need to continue on with our big study here. And uh, Jerry, thank you for sending this in. I yes, really appreciate thank you, Jerry. That. Appreciate it. And uh, 
you know, you always take a chance sending things into Tim Talks. You just never know what you're going to get. So hopefully we've been um, kind and we have helped you some uh, and others as well. And Jerry gives us a three-part question, and today we answer that final part of his question. What's a pastor's responsibility in judgment and exhortation, and is it any more different than a normal Christian? Oh, I didn't know we were doing judgment, too. Well, Well, we've talked about, you know, reprove, rebuke, but Mm -hmm. uh, I think it'd be good to talk about exhortation. You know, first of all, uh, exhortation is a spiritual gift, it's one of the one of the gifts of the spirit. Uh, we do not believe in sign gifts, uh, but we do believe in the serving gifts. And so, uh, Romans lists that you know exhortation, and uh, to be able to come alongside. And there are some people that just by their very presence, and it seems like the 80, 85, 90 percent of the time they are always encouraging, uplifting with scripture. And so, um, you know, they most likely have the gift of exhortation. Now, some people are happy, but uh, that that isn't necessarily, you know, the idea of joy. That's that's a uh, uh, fruit of the spirit. But to to exhortation, I mean, that that's interesting. That mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is so needed that it's a spiritual gift that God gives upon salvation. Mm-hmm. Do you have people in your church that exhort you? Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah. And yeah. I and and again, exhortation is not just encouragement. It's not mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, hey, you're doing a good job. Thank you, preacher. You know, but it's generally people that will they'll write the card and handwrite a verse along with it, you know, because mm-hmm. they want to use the scripture to lift up. And, and so yep. uh, they'll or they'll do scriptural things to lift mm-hmm. someone up. And, and so uh, that's really awesome. Yeah, I used to love, uh, you know, you'd preach a message, you get done, and somebody would come and say, Pastor, I was reading that passage uh, in my Bible study this week, and I found this, and I think if you added that to that message, that would really be something, something helpful. I, I, I used to like when people did that. Um, oh, no, as you it, thought they were judging. No, no. At first I did. When I was younger, I did. I'll tell you that. I'll be honest. When I first started preaching, I did. I thought, oh, good night. I thought it was awesome. And I gave everything I could. <laughs> I but thought it, it was awesome. As, as you get older, you, you realize, yeah, there's there's things that I could I could add. There's, there's a, there's a, a yes, passage amen. I didn't know or there's a scripture I didn't know. And to add that, and I've, I've had that happen Um you know, in, in times, and it's uh, it, it really is awesome when you receive it in the right, you know, the right heart. It it is an exhortation, Pastor. I that was love good, talking the be Bible and studying the Bible with people. It yes. is just awesome, and there and there are some as you know, not just preachers, but there's some church members and other believers that we know that, I mean, they just. The more you talk about the Bible, you talk about this and that, and, the, and not like mm-hmm. you're trying to best one another, right? And right. show off how much, how many scriptures you'd memorize. But as you start sort of piecing things together and going, yes, that really makes sense because the Bible over here says this, and you're having a great conversation, and you leave just, man, walking on the clouds because you've been talking mm-hmm. about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love I love that kind of conversation and young converts that are getting excited about the Bible 
and they're finding things. And to us, it's old hats. Yes. Like, oh, I know I've known that for years, but yes. it, it's fun to then exhort them. And like, that's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad you found that. Let me point you to something else and, and do that. There are times, I think, as a pastor that we knowing the state condition mind and heart of our congregation there are times when i think it's important for pastors to have maybe a message ready to preach but realizing that the church needs exhortation i think i think you have to be sensitive to that as a pastor and i just talked to a young man fine young man today um danny is his name and uh fine young man who's studying for the ministry and we were talking about that, how it's important to have, uh, you know, verse by verse studies. It's important to have book studies. It's important to do those things. But it's also important to be aware of the condition of the congregation. And sometimes you've got a message where you're ready just to rip face. And that's not what the congregation needs. There's been something happen or there's, you can sense a spirit. Sometimes you've got to read that congregation and, and exhort them. Yeah, well, obviously we need it because the Lord commanded it. He said, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, Mm -hmm. to doctrine. And so those Mm -hmm. are things that we do. uh, I I think it's more of a personal thing that we do that will then come out in our ministry. Uh, You know, so exhortation. Try to think of this. Uh, How many young people may stay in church because they like being in church you know um and i understand uh there's a great pull in worldliness today and so some some people just want to find an excuse to live worldly and they don't want to be in a place that reminds them no you need to live holy if if you're not living holy you are not right with the lord but you know yeah those things are necessary i mean rebuke Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And and I think that um, you know some some men not not a not a spirit filled preacher, but some men have I think missed the mark of trying to reveal and show to manifest. Man, walking with God is a joy. This is awesome. This is a thrill. This is great. Look what God has done. And all they see is don't, don't, don't stop that. Quit doing that. You better start this or else. And whenever we're missing that third component of of exhortation, I mean, wow. You know, I, I think a lot of young people are like, well, what good is this? What fun is this? And not that you're there for fun, but there's no enjoyment. You know, the pastor seems like he's, you know, been sucking pickles. And so, man, what do I need this? Yeah. I I think this is a generation that probably needs more exhortation than we know sometimes. It's it's a different generation. And the book of Jude, you know, we say some by some by fear and some by compassion and I I think that's sometimes generational. That fear we know is not, you know, putting the fear of God in them but a fear of God in us that this generation desperately needs help. And you need both. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You need both. But there is a lot of hurt in this generation. There's a lot of hurting people. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of things done that are wrong. Um, and I'm not talking about just the church. I'm, ta- I'm talking about in society. 
And I think people do need to be encouraged. I, I think they, the young people we've got need to be encouraged to stay at it. You, you, God can do Amen. great things in your life. Amen. God can use you in a very special way. And I'm, I'm encouraged. I've, I've met some really awesome college-age kids in the last few weeks and some awesome teenagers. My, my heart has, has been encouraged because I'll be Amen. honest with you. I, I, got, I was getting a little discouraged. I, I was getting a little downhearted about the way things were headed. And, and I see some young people rising up. I see oh, some yes. young people getting excited. Oh, yeah. I see some young people wanting revival. And that, that encourages me. That, that's an exhortation to me, just living for God, just wanting spiritual things. That exhorts me without any word at all. Your testimony, your life is an exhortation. And so I encourage you, as you listen to this today, if you're a college student, you know, whether it be a Bible college or a secular college, man, give that thing to the Lord, serve the Lord in that thing. Man, you're going to help an older man by simply doing what will help the things of God in the ministry and in home. Man, that's a great exhortation. So please continue to do that. And for your, if you're an older person today, exhort those young people. Man, I'm glad you're in church today. You have, you have obeyed Hebrews and being present in the church when it gathers together. Thank you for that. That does my heart yep. good. Yep. Yep. That's a great way to encourage or thank somebody for um, just being faithful to the things of the Lord. Um, to maybe ask somebody to go with you on visitation and afterward, you know, you're, or through the, through the way, um, mm -hmm. man, this is, this has really been good. This is, this has been a great help to me. And here's some things that I've learned. You're not, <coughs> excuse me, you're not necessarily, uh, correcting somebody or trying to teach a class, but that one-on-one -on -one instruction is is usually very much of an exhortation where we as members when we're t speaking with people one on one and maybe somebody's got a heavy heart and they're they're weeping or or they have some great problems and they're just distraught and we're able to say well man I feel for you and you know this one verse has really been a help to me and you know mm -hmm. whenever i think about this so you're not preaching it you're not getting on them right. you're, but you are you're sharing man i've been there i've done some things you know the same situation or maybe i've thought the same things and maybe i can give you a verse that has helped me you know that that exhortation is just phenomenal yeah i i want to throw this at you titus 4 6 um the young men are to be exhorted to be sober-minded. What does that What does that mean to you, or what What would you say of that? What's that sober-mindedness when it comes to young people? Think of the serious things, you know. Because, all right, today, uh, guy, maybe they, man and wife, they got married. Let's say twenty-four years old. They got married. He's twenty-seven now. They don't have kids yet. And he's out playing basketball two nights a week. He's uh, going golfing on Saturday. Uh, he's with his hunting buddies, you know, this time. That, and he's not really building up a relationship with his wife. And so, hey, you've got to think of some serious things, you know. Uh, uh, or perhaps maybe a guy that's not, you know, I'm going to try this job. No, I'm going to try this job. No, I'm going to try this. I, and he can't keep a job for more than six months, you know, because, eh, you know, easy come, easy go. Hey, listen, man, you're going to have to find something possibly that you hate 
but you love your wife and you love your kids that God's going to bring along and you're going to be able to provide for them because, you know, you're going to need to be sober minded. You know, that that's the kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, listen, life isn't all fun and games. You better be walking with God because, you know, one of your kids may get cancer. You know, mm-hmm. are you going to be close enough to the Lord to be the anchor for the family? Right. You know, it, right. so it, it's just. I don't think it's a, it, you know, you're exhorting. You're you're saying, mm-hmm. look what you can be. Look what you can do. Look what God wants mm-hmm. you to do. Through the scriptures, you know, he wants you to be thoroughly furnished for every mm-hmm. good thing for your family. And so, man, right. let, let's get in the Word. Yeah, we're, we're talking about, you know, going to camp with 250-some-odd teenagers, you know, next week as we record this. Well, they're not all odd. Well, there's some. There's some odd ones for sure. I, I know some of the churches are coming from the leadership they follow. There's some odd ducks coming. <laughs> you know, so I got my work cut out for me. But I, I think of this. I think one of the, one of the things that, that I want to do, and I know you do, and I know most preachers do, is that I want to exhort those young men to get serious about the Scriptures, get serious about the ministry, get serious about your life, and a plan that's in God's perfect will. Those are things I think we need to exhort about sober-mindedness because yeah, at 16, tell me why. You know, you tell me why. Why are I you know. doing that? Oh, because that's our future. That's our hope. There, there's a need and there's an absence of a lot of that in a lot of young people's lives today. Yeah, and so you look back at your age, almost 60 years old, has it been terrible? Has it been awful? No. Has it been, no. you know, drudgery? Has it been, you know, terrible to get up out of bed every single day? That's a joy. I mean, this has been this has been a journey. This has been an expedition. I mean, this has been a challenge. It's awesome to serve God. Yeah, I I'd, I'd say it's been fun. It's been really good. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And and I and I want to because like I said, I think there is some tremendous potential Amen. coming. And I want to make sure that the devil doesn't distract them away from yes. that. And that's what he does. I mean, if you ask of those 250 kids, how many of you are called to ministry right now? I know the percentage is going to be small. And and I I I'm hoping that by driving them to the scriptures to walking with the Lord. We're going to talk about the life of Joseph. What an incredible man. What an incredible Amen. young man. And and that's what we need today. We need kids that can stand up on their own without their parents, without the church, without the pastor. Joseph was by himself in a foreign land and did exactly what he needed to do. And we need that in our society today. Too many are being you know, thronged with the the idea and promises of if you make a lot of money, you're going to be a lot happier. No mm-hmm. way, no way. If if you do these other things, you're you're going to be better off. No way, man. You serve the Lord. You you can't beat it. You can't Amen. beat serving the Lord. Amen. And so that's that's what I'm hoping to get across and to drive into the minds of those young people and the hearts of those young people. So. 
Pray, 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 pray as you listen to Amen. us. Pray that God is doing something great in the lives. Last time I preached at camp, we we had a tremendous, tremendous response, and I'm praying that God does even bigger things. So pray about that. Our time has slipped away once again. Another week in the can, as they say. Ready to go. Judging and exhorting, they're both yes. necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I found this. The difference... Judgment is bold and can be harsh and corrective, where exhortation is reforming, a reforming process, a slow and gentle directive. I don't know. Throw it out there. Take that with you. That's all I got. Yeah, we'll take that. Take that. I'm Al Stone, <laughs> and I am happy to have been with you this week. I look forward to next week already. I don't even know what we're doing yet. And uh, it's going to be awesome, because this is Tim Talks, where awesome happens. That's our new motto. Well, I want to exhort you to uh, get in the Word and get a better motto. (laughs) How about judge not, lest you be judged? (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) The Canadian Gospel Project. There you go. For the Canadian Gospel Project, closing in on reaching our nation with the gospel. Oh man, I can I can see the finish line. I'm excited, but we still got a lot of work to do yet. Keep praying for us. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much for your ratings, reviews, and please make sure that you uh, subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate it so very much. This is Tim Talks, and we'll be back with you on Monday. Have a great weekend day. Brother Harness, take us out of here. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, You can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.